This is Weekly Weed News 2.0, the podcast with Keith Preston for Sunday, October 14th, 2018. In this week's Weed News, we talk edibles, we talk the United Kingdom, we talk big tobacco and more. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Weekly Weed News 2.0, the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. I am your host, Keith Preston, <coughs> author of the Keith Preston's Time Tested Edibles Cookbook Series. You can find it on Amazon.com and on KeithPreston.com. Fucking, I love cannabis and I try to do some shit to help get that shit legalized sooner than later by reminding people to take action today to help legalize weed tomorrow. Fucking, um, yeah, that's my deal. You dig? Uh, weed's a wonderful thing. It's helped me over the last 25 years lead a, a better, more enjoyable life um, in many ways and shit. And I feel like everybody needs the opportunity to try that shit for themselves and decide if that's something they want in their life or not. And not have somebody that they've never met that doesn't even know them or their problems make that decision for them, i.e. the government. But anyway, man, this episode right here um, is made possible by... Uh, the I Love Growing Marijuana dot com Grow Bible, which is a dope resource that I'm always happy to be able to link up below in the description for you guys to download for the free. If uh, you got any questions about growing, that's a great place to start. You know what I'm saying? You can buy a grow book for for you know fifteen twenty dollars, or you can get that shit for the free and and answer a whole bunch of questions. I don't know. I learned a bunch from that shit, uh, even though I read it. Years after I first started growing. But anyway, fucking, that's what's up. Download that shit if that interests you. Um, and also, this shit right here is made possible by uh, Smoke.io, a.k.a. Smoke Network, man. And all the people over there, the whole team, Anxious Stoner and everybody. Um, if you're not familiar, yo, that shit launched a couple weeks back. Um, it's a revolutionary new platform. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for cannabis users, by cannabis users. Um, if you are a cannabis, uh, you know, user and you're on the internet and you're not on smoke.io, then I feel like you're missing out. Just check that shit out. It's a great place to, to, you know, meet like-minded people, network, connect, learn some shit, uh, make some cryptocurrencies and, and, and I don't know, man, it's the future. Yo, check that shit out. Smoke.io. I'm on there at smoke.io slash at Keith Preston. Um, you can follow me on there and shit. I post about some of the edibles I eat. Um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, making some videos, posting about some shit I'm cooking. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this podcast is on there as well. Um, I don't know. It's just a dope thing. But anyway, um, as always, I got to give a big shout out to Mr. Gohard, um, Countless Racks Records, um, LMR Production Exclusive. Um, they make dope music to smoke to, and I fucks with them. So shout out to all y'all. Keep doing what y'all doing. Um, and yeah, man. Um... But I guess that's it. Let's get into this week's weed news, yo, shit. Matter of fact, fuck that. Let me hit this bong one more time. And then let's get into some of this week's weed news. 
And can y'all believe that they're legalizing fucking cannabis in Canada in fucking three days? That's just wild. But anyway, that's not even about this week's weed news just yet. Um, but yo, fuck that. Hold up. Today I'm smoking on uh, Crunch. It's just called Crunch. That's what's up. But anyway, let's go. And for this week's Sweet News, we begin in the great state of Washington. Um, state officials have just publicly announced their plans to ban a whole lot of edibles in early 2019. The reason... Many of them look just like regular candy and are therefore very appealing to small children. Um, I can see that, yo. If you look at uh, the edibles I posted that I was eating this week and last week, they look like exactly like some candy shit. Um, but anyway, uh, the edibles that will be targeted are mostly infused candies, including but not limited to hard candies of all shapes and sizes. Um, all different kinds of fruit chews, gummies and jellies, as well as tart candies similar to sweet tarts and the like, right? Um, that really sucks for you guys, I guess. Um, I feel bad for y'all um, because gummies, for for example, for me, are, are the shit and I eat them a lot. And it sucks you guys won't be able to enjoy those out there um, next year. You know what I'm saying? But uh, again, like I do have to admit... They do look pretty much exactly like a lot of the the regular candies and shit. So, I mean, yes, kids probably would eat it if they just saw that shit laying around. Um, but um, even though there already were, you know, regulations and rules in place um, that the state had decided on in 2012 when recreational weed first started um, in Washington, the board decided to reevaluate some of these rules because of concerns raised by the public and some stakeholders, right? Um, but this change uh, only applies to edibles that could be easily confused or mistaken for candy, right? Um, so uh, this doesn't have any uh, effect on baked goods, uh, infused sodas and beverages and stuff like that. Um, you're still going to be able to buy weed brownies, okay? That's I feel like that's crucial and 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 that's still gonna be available, right? Um, so the state was looking at the numbers and shit, and they estimated that only about nine percent of all cannabis products sold in Washington are edibles, right? So they concluded that they feel like uh, the whole tweak to the law um, won't have much of a negative impact on cannabis businesses. You dig? Because um, it's only 9% of the product and all this and that. But many people, like Seattle's Craft Elixirs Edibles Company owner Jamie Hoffman, absolutely disagree, right? So candied artesian um, fruit chews make up over 80% of Hoffman's sales, right? Um, he basically runs a company that specializes in that shit. So in an interview with the Seattle Times, Hoffman said... Quote, we're hoping that we're not going to be collateral damage of mistakes by others. Um, you know what I'm saying? I can definitely see how people like Hoffman, um, who produce mostly candied edibles, um, could be getting concerned. But in the meantime, you know what I'm saying? Right now, as far as 
the next foreseeable future goes, businesses can keep on doing business as usual until April 3rd, 2019. So basically that gives them about six months, um, you know, heads up to make the changes necessary to comply with the new law and, and remain in business and shit, right? Um, and if anybody has any questions about the specifics of what will and will not be allowed, the Liquor and Cannabis Board said that they will be hosting a webinar on October 16th, which is in two days, um, where people will be able to get whatever questions they have answered. So I feel like, man, this problem could be better solved if they just designated like a certain shape that edibles can be that like is like, you know, some weird shape that's not like found in regular candy. Um, that's only for edibles and only for adults. And that way people could still enjoy their favorite gummy edible and kids would know that it's not for them. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, fuck. I mean, that kind of sucks, but, but I do see where they're coming from and shit. And, and, and that's what's up in, in Washington, man. Um, but yeah, man, that kind of hurts. Cause fuck, I don't mean, I don't even live in Washington or anywhere near there, but, uh, gummies are dope, yo. And fucking, uh, I eat gummies like all the time. Get a little 10 milligram gummy, it'll change your whole, it'll take the edge off your day, and, and you won't be super high, but it'll just be just a little bit different. Ah, I like that shit, man. Uh, but yeah, fucking, that's what's up. So for our next weekly weed news story of the week, we go across the pond to the United Kingdom. So medical cannabis could be coming to the UK before the end of the year. Hell yeah. So, uh, ja, or Sajid Javid, the United Kingdom's Home Secretary, was apparently has apparently just approved the rescheduling of medical trees in the UK. And Parliament is getting ready to announce that specialist physicians are going to be allowed to prescribe MMJ and medicines containing cannabinoids, y'all. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah, dude. Uh... Unlike the current law where people, um, the only people with a chance to receive cannabis-based medications have to be so-called, quote, exceptional cases, right? Like, super rare that anybody gets that that kind of status. I mean, it's like, soup, like basically nobody, there is fucking, there is no, no medical cannabis treatments out there at this point. Um, but uh, once the law kicks in, um, people suffering from multiple sclerosis, epilepsy, chemotherapy, and related nausea, as well as chronic pain, could start uh, receiving medical prescriptions for trees. Quote, in July, the Home Secretary committed to swift action on behalf of those whose medical conditions would potentially be erased by cannabis-based products. And we have announced that cannabis-based products for medical use will be available for specialist doctors to prescribe legally from the autumn. Uh, end quote. Read a statement from the uh, United Kingdom's home office spokesman, right? Um, and according to 420intel.com, there are over 28 million people living with chronic pain in the UK. That's a lot of people, yo. It's crazy how one change in some legal code can potentially better the lives of virtually 
you know, millions of people virtually overnight. And, and, and it, that doesn't even include like the thousands of kids with epilepsy and the adults too. And then the people with the other qualifying conditions, this is just pain we're talking about. Like, man, it's crazy. Uh, and I feel like a lot of this shit has to do with, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, maybe like what, three, four five months ago, um, there was an Irish kid, like nine or 10 years old who had like severe epilepsy. He was traveling with his mother and they landed at Heathrow and at Heathrow in London airport, they took his fucking CBD from him. Um, and then he like went into crazy seizures for like eight or 10 hours. And then 12 hours later at the hospital, they finally gave him back his fucking CBD, but it was like a real loud, um, you know, really, really publicized, um, situation. And I feel like that kind of like heated up the debate and, and, and kicks, kicked that shit into high gear. And now you got, um, you know what I'm saying? Real changes in the law, man. And that's what the fuck is up. I, I mean, I hate to, to see that it takes a kid fucking seizing up for 12 hours to make, you know, people realize that this shit is, is good and it helps. And what the fuck are we doing outlawing it and taking it away from fucking sick children? But it did lead to some positive changes, man. And that is what the fuck is up, UK. Yeah, man. I'm going to hit this bonk. You know what I'm saying? For all the uh people that are about to get relief um, from their, their whatever ails them and shit from, from, from cannabis and shit in the UK, man. That's what's up, UK. Alright. <coughs> Man. <coughs> Excuse me. Alright. For our next weekly weed news story of the week we go to. The construction industry. <coughs> okay, so. As the planet slowly begins to come to their senses regarding one of the world's most useful plants, money is being made from cannabis in numerous ways, right? And now it's beginning to look like the time has come for the construction industry to get on board and cash in, right? Um, so innovators in the construction space, um, like Grief Christie's International Real Estate, for example are very optimistic about the use of hemp in construction, right? And Grief Christie's CEO was recently quoted saying that, quote, hemp is a revolutionary product and with its versatility, cost effectiveness, and low environmental impact, it has the potential to change the way we look at home construction, Hemp may very well become the material of choice for the discerning home builder or developer. This is coming from a CEO that's fucking built thousands of homes, yo. Man, I'm telling you guys, man, we can save the world. Um, So, uh, below is a, a, a list of some uh, innovative applications where hemp can be used in construction. And in, in many instances, it's actually better. Um, than traditional building materials, right? So, um, hempcrete, um, right? It's like a concrete, uh, it's like a concrete-like material made of hemp, lime, and water, um, and it is 
not only 100% recyclable, but also waterproof and fireproof. That's wow, man. Just those three things right there. Period. That's it. Already dope as fuck, right? Um, it can also be used as fertilizer uh, once it's no longer needed as a building material. So check this out. You build some shit, right? Um, if you get flooded, your walls will be okay. If it catches fire, like it won't want to catch fire because this shit is, is fireproof. Um, and then when it's time to knock it down years and years and years later, you just crush it up and use that shit as fertilizer. Like environmental impact, super, super low. You know what I'm saying? Wow, man. Um, yeah, so fucking hempcrete, that's what's up. Um, also hemp can be used as insulation. So hemp insulation, um, is applicable in both commercial and industrial situations, right? Um, it can resist mold and other types of moisture related rotting problems that occur, um, due to excessive humidity, um, you know, that are common with, with, uh, traditional, um, insulating materials, right? Um, and, and, uh, the reason, um, it doesn't, uh, mold and resist this. Yeah. That's what the reason it resists mold is because, um, stock hemp stock, f uh, fibers are really rich in cellulose and that gives them the ability to get wet and dry out an almost infinite amount of times without compromising the material. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not like drywall or wood and stuff that like weakens or gets, uh, um, you know, uh, like. The, the structure of it gets degraded and stuff when it gets wet. This shit can, like, get wet and dry out, get wet and dry out, and it'll be pretty much just as good, they're saying, uh, a whole bunch of times. That's what's up. Um, fucking, and then also you can use hemp for interior finishing, right? Because hemp does not produce allergic reactions in uh, the vast majority of people at all. And due to its antibacterial properties, it's the perfect solution for people who have respiratory problems or who are allergic to chemical interior finishes, right? And if all of that shit I just said wasn't enough, um, amazing uses of hemp. Um, and then if you add fucking, you know, the medical aspect of CBD, relaxing the mind and the easing pain, all the shit. Also, hemp is environmentally friendly as fuck, right? Um and and a, a, a crazy added benefit is that if you got a wall made of hempcrete, um, it can actually absorb some of the the pollution out of the air and lock away like kilograms of carbon from from the shit we breathe. So just look at like if you have houses built of fucking hempcrete, it's the shit's uh uh you know what I'm saying waterproof, fireproof, uh, uh hypoallergenic or whatever. Fucking, uh, it can turn to fertilizer later. Plus, uh, uh, it locks away fucking pollution that we've created and shit into the walls and shit. Like, uh, and, um, there's also no need for formaldehyde glues or sealants that are usually used to hold together parts in traditional construction when building homes using hempcrete. Um, and, 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 uh, I already said this shit, but I want to reiterate again, since, uh, hemp is, uh, fireproof in the sense that it doesn't catch fire like traditional wood instead it only kindles really really slowly so it has a lot of superior fire retardant properties and that makes for safer buildings to live in and shit like that's insane that people haven't been allowed to use this for fucking the last uh century when when you know what i'm saying construction and the whole industry of everything exploded as shit since like electricity happened like man um I personally love the idea of having a home built of uh, hemp-based fiber like hempcrete. 
Um, what better way to be eco-friendly than to build your house out of, you know what I'm saying, weeds, cousin, and shit. Like, that's what's up. And I also feel like uh, somebody's going to have to update the story of the three little pigs and call it the four little pigs and have the fourth one live in a house built of hempcrete, yo, smoking ganja. That's what's up, man. Hey, this is some shit right here. Like, just for this hempcrete shit. Not to mention Henry Ford building the fucking Model T out of hemp, made to run on hemp. Uh, not to mention getting faded, not to mention the cancer, not to, any of that shit. Just this right here, man. Damn, son. I don't know. I'm fucking excited right now, man. I'm going to take this other bonk of this shit. Uh, but yo, fucking, I didn't even know the construction industry fucking could excite me like that. But that shit's fucking really cool, man. Go hempcrete and fucking uh, uh, Hoffman. No, not Hoffman. Hoffman was the other dude. Grief Christie, yeah. Man, this should get me stoned. This crunch right here. Uh yeah, I don't know fucking uh it's been a crazy week of shit. Uh it's raining in Arizona. It's not normal. It's just it's, I don't know, fucking smoking on this crunch. But yeah, this shit's what's up, man. Alright, so for our next weekly weed news story of the week, we go to the United States-Canada border. As you may have heard, a few weeks ago in September, the United States federal government put out a statement saying that if you are part of the Canadian cannabis industry, you could have issues entering the United States. Um, I believe their exact words were that it could, quote, affect admissibility to the U.S. Um, this caused a lot of angst and worry among professionals, including writers, lawyers, marketers, growers, investors, and many others. Um, so one of these people, uh, Patricia uh, Olesker, who is a partner at Davies, Ward, Phillips, and Vinberg LLP, which is a law firm, um, commented on the initial statement saying, quote, people had canceled trips. They pulled articles that they had written. They were dismantling websites. There was really quite a mess of response to this threat. But thankfully, this week, uh, the United States issued a statement clarifying their stance. Um, quote, a Canadian citizen working in or facilitating the proliferation of the legal marijuana industry in Canada Coming to the U.S. for reasons unrelated to the marijuana industry will generally be admissible to the U.S., wrote the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Agency on Tuesday. So basically, um, just working in the cannabis industry uh, does not disqualify um, Canadians from coming to the States. But one big caveat to keep in mind is that um, if the person is traveling for business reasons related to the Canadian cannabis industry, that could spell trouble, right? Um, the executive director of the Cannabis Council of Canada, Alan Rowack, um, commented on the on Tuesday's statement saying that, quote, the language is certainly a welcome improvement and signifies greater global normalization of Canada's world leading cannabis sector. I feel like it's pretty foolish, you know, for the, the U.S. federal government to continue with this uh, played-out prohibitionist posturing as shit. Um, 
you dig? I feel like they got to face it, man. There's no stopping the cannabis movement at this point, y'all. It's too strong, man. We, we're definitely past the point of, of no return and way past the tipping point. You dig? Why not just get with the program already, man? I feel like there's got to be a lot of, like, you know, fucking money behind that shit. Lobbyists, whatever, kickbacks, fucking... I don't want to say, like, bribes and shit. I ain't trying to accuse nobody of no bullshit, but, like, you know, that I don't have no evidence of. But it's got to be some some, some other shit that, that we don't know about because it doesn't make any other sense. There's too much money to be made unless you're already making money off of having this shit be illegal. But, yeah, man, that's what's up at the uh, northern U.S. border and shit. Um, fucking, man, all right, since, since we're talking about Canada and the U.S. and shit, I'm going to hit this bong right here. Um, in preparation for three days from now and 72 fucking hours or some shit, they're going to have fucking legal weed out there, man. That's crazy as shit. Yo, man. And for our final weekly weed news story of this week. <coughs> we go to... The Altria Group Corporation. So, as a teenager smoking weed in the 90s, I remember I used to wonder about, like, man, what would the world be like if, like, Marlboro made weed, like, and sold joints, like, packs of joints and shit, you know? Marlboro weeds and shit. Have, like, a stone-ass Marlboro man with, like, an unshaven face and shit and, like, dreadlocks, but he's, like, white. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know. Anyway, man, fucking, I'm stoned. But yeah, okay, fuck it. But I used to wonder about that shit, like what it would be like. And now it seems like, uh, uh, I'm about to find out and shit because Altria Group, uh, Inc., the company that owns Philip Morris, the makers of Marlboro, um, just met with a Canadian company called Afria Inc., uh, who specialize in low cost cannabis production. Um, Afria Inc. is known in the industry for producing cannabis at a cost of less than a buck a gram. Um, so that's about $450 a pound. Yo, that's cheap as fuck. And uh, uh, about a grand a kilo, right? Um, during their meeting, the Virginia-based tobacco giant discussed purchasing a minority share of Afria Inc. stock. Um, but experts believe that the tobacco company plans to keep on buying chunk by chunk until they eventually control the majority of Afria Inc. stock, right? Um, I mean, that would make sense. Like, they don't want to, like, you know, be like, hey, we straight up want to take over your shit. They're just like, okay, hey, let us let me buy, like, 15%, you know? And then maybe next year, they'll be like, hey, me buy another 10%, you know? Uh, like that. I mean, shit. That's a, a a tactic that might work. But anyway, this moves come. This move comes after uh, two major alcohol conglomerates, Molson Coors Brewing Company and Constellation Brands Inc., announced that they're going to be working with uh Canadi- Canadian cannabis companies as well. Um, quote: Big consumer. Companies are increasingly looking to forage alliances with cannabis growers, which is helping fuel a frenzy and driving stock prices higher as Canada prepares for the legalization of recreational marijuana next Wednesday, wrote the Globe and Mail. 
Um, to me, all of this signifies that the cannabis revolution is only going to get bigger. Um, why else would huge tobacco and, uh, you know, huge alcohol companies be talking numbers with fucking cannabis growers? You dig? Like, yeah, I know this is in Canada and shit because they're actually already fucking legalizing and stuff. But like, you know, uh, 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 if they're doing if if it makes sense for for Marlboro and Coors and Molson or whoever the fuck I was talking about uh, to to partner up with weed companies in Canada, then it's probably going to make sense in, you know, other places unless there's like some kind of crazy uh, legal hurdles, which right now we still got. But anyway, fucking uh, uh, uh. You know, like those those companies uh, uh, have like teams, whole teams of 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 researchers and market analysts and shit that all they do is crunch numbers for a living all day long. And then they 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 decide if if uh, investment is financially viable or not. Right. They're spending fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars figuring out if it's a good idea to partner up with these companies and shit like uh, uh, I, I really feel like we're on the cusp of something fucking monumental and it's going to make a lot of people a lot of money, you know, um. Let's just hope they don't start adding, like, addictive poisons and shit to their cannabis products like they did with tobacco, man. Because cause if you think about it, uh, nothing stopped them from doing that shit with cigarettes, so we're stopping them now. You dig? Well, actually, maybe fucking the, the laws, the purity laws, right? Like in 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 in, in Cali where they're, they had to throw away all that weed and shit because they had, like, a new uh, a standard that, like, they had to test somehow clean or whatever with no pesticides and no molds and shit like that so maybe if they have those kind of standards then it wouldn't let them fucking put put addictive shit and chemicals in the fucking weed but anyway man fucking that's what's up with big tobacco but for real like to me that just signifies like fucking that there's you know what i'm saying no no stopping this shit like it's the the revolution is here and and you know Fucking entrepreneurs and big businesses alike have seen the light, and the, the fucking money's there. Everybody's making money, and they're gonna make a lot more money. It's fucking dope, man. But yo, fucking, that's it for this week's weed news, you guys. Um, take action today to help legalize weed tomorrow. That's the fucking most important thing. You dig? Um, um, all of this shit that that that's happening, and every week I report on so many fucking changes all around the fucking world, different places. Like it only happens because at some point. People all different places were like, you know what? Fuck this, man. This is bullshit, and I'm going to do something about it. Like, and it doesn't matter really, like, exactly what it is that you do and shit. It's like, just fucking do something to help the movement. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 if you need help getting started, go to KeithPreston.com slash uh, free the weed or free the tree. Uh, help legalize marijuana. I'm fucking stoned. I don't even know what my own website says. Go to fucking KeithPreston.com. It's like the first shit on the left to click on the, when you scroll. Uh, 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 and there's a link in the description. Um, fucking, you know what I'm saying? While you're there, download your smoking song. Download your free cookbook. Shout out to uh, Mr. Gohard, Countless Racks Records, man, for making dope music. LMR Production exclusive, man. Uh, uh, and, and last but not least, the whole Smoke Network crew, Smoke.io. You can find me at Smoke.io. Um, slash at Keith Preston. Um, you dig? It's a revolutionary new platform. If you fucking with cannabis, fuck with us, man. That's what's up. That's it for this week's weed news. You guys, join me again next week. Make sure you follow the podcast and stay stoned, stay up, man. That's what's up. Peace. Smell it? Smell it?
smell that shit outside. Take action today. Help legalize weed, people. I'm a late show, how play lace me. You ain't burning if the leaf ain't green. Show ain't drove the shit got seeds. Fuck rolling one, we can smoke about three. Don't burn by yourself, call up me. Don't be a dope fiend, pass that tree. Puff, puff, pass, I'm in love with the leaf. Bitches be rolling all eyes on me. I'll sign these, I don't need Vazine. DWI, I don't need ID. Smoke out of crash, no smoking for free. Blunts out of papes, yeah, they all burning me. Let's talk, most smoke, roll up the weed. California Kush, slowed up the speed. Wake up and burn, smoke till I'm asleep. Competition blunt, smoke and compete. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling.